In this video, I'm going to share with you about the seven redemptive names of God. And the number seven in the Bible is very significant. It symbolizes completion or perfection. So really, God has given us these seven redemptive names to show us that the work of redemption is totally complete, that it is perfect, and that it meets every single one of man's needs. Every single need that you have is met in the work of redemption. And so what's so powerful about these as well is that God actually revealed these names in the Old Testament to his people, but we can see their fulfillment in the work of Christ on, on what he did for us at Calvary, that that is really where all of these names find their fulfillment. And so I'm going to save the best one for last. And so I encourage you to watch this all the way through. This is going to give you a great revelation of just the multifaceted work that Jesus has done and what he's provided for us in redemption. And so let's jump right into it. The first one that I have written here is Jehovah Shalom. God reveals himself as Jehovah Shalom, which means the Lord, our peace. And so I have a whole podcast that I actually went in detail about the redemptive work of Jesus and how he gave us peace. And so I'll link uh, some more videos in the description. So I encourage you to check that out. But really what you need to know is that when God revealed himself as Jehovah Shalom, it was in the story in the Old Testament about Gideon. And Gideon was about to go fight against the enemies of Israel. And so, and then he makes an altar basically, and he calls it Jehovah Shalom. The Lord is peace peace, wholeness. And really what's so powerful about this and what Gideon was experiencing is that even in the midst of difficulty, even in the midst of persecution, you can, you can experience the Lord who is your peace. You can be at peace when the world around you is in chaos and in turmoil, or maybe even if you're experiencing resistance or an attack in your life, you can tap into Jehovah Shalom, the Lord, your peace. And so we see that Jesus fulfilled this in his redemptive work in uh, in the Bible, it talks about how he, when he was in the garden of Gethsemane, the Bible says that he was praying, right? And it says that his sweat became like clots of blood, that he literally took upon himself such mental anguish and agony, stress to the point that he was literally sweating clots of blood. And you know, that's a medical uh, condition and you can read more about it, but it literally, when you're sweating clots of blood, it's that you are going under such mental stress that your capillaries literally burst. And so that's when Jesus was in the garden of Gethsemane, he was a bearing stress. He was bearing the agony. He was bearing that feeling of dread, right? He was dreading what he was about to undergo and that feeling of anxiety. Jesus bore it so that we could know God as Jehovah Shalom, the Lord, our peace. So when you receive Christ in your heart, you are receiving this peace, this peace that he purchased for you, that he bore or mental stress so that we could live our lives at peace. So that's the first one. He is Jehovah Shalom. Here's the second one. And this one I love. I've been meditating on this one the past few days. It's Jehovah Shama, which means the Lord is there. And so really this uh, revelation, we see it in the book of Ezekiel. And um, 
really Ezekiel's prophesying about the new Jerusalem, that it's going to be called Jehovah Shammah. The Lord is there. And so, but we can see that this is revealing to us something about the nature of God. And what is that? That God chooses to dwell amongst men. The God that we serve, he's not some far off God who's not interested in the details of your life. No, the God that we serve, he is Jehovah Shammah. The Lord is there. He is amongst us. He is there for you. And let me tell you right now, this is so powerful in my own life. Um, I can tell you some of the seasons where where I've gone through uh, some of the most difficult things in my life. Let me tell you, God has been there for me like no one else has ever been there for me. And I, I even remember times, uh, you know, certain nights I would I would be, you know, dealing with some really heavy stuff and I would go into my prayer closet and I could literally feel the presence of the Lord that he was there waiting for me. He was there waiting to comfort me, waiting to speak to me, waiting to show me things. He is Jehovah Shammah, the Lord that is there for you. When everyone else abandons you, he never will. And and how why is that? Let's tie it back to the redemptive work of what Jesus did. When Jesus hung on the cross, he cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? God turned his back on Jesus. When Jesus was bearing our sins on the cross, God turned his back on Jesus so that he would never have to turn his back on you. So when God turned away from Jesus on the cross, he was turning towards you. Because of what Jesus has done, we've been brought near to God. God has come down amongst us, and now we can say God is here. God is there for us. When you need someone to run to, when you need comfort, when you need encouragement, God is there. He is Jehovah Shammah. The Lord is there. He is dwelling amongst his people. And you can run to him and he is a present help in time of trouble. He is Jehovah Shammah. The Lord is there. And let me tell you, there's another scripture in the book of Psalms that says, you know, that, that even orphans, you know, orphans, maybe you've been abandoned. Even your parents, maybe they even abandoned you. But the Lord will never forsake you. He will be there for you. No matter what you are facing, no matter what is going on in your life, turn to him. Call upon his name. Jehovah Shammah, the Lord will be there for you because of what Christ has done for us. So that's the second one. Man, that one gets me emotional. This is the third one. Jehovah Ra. This means the Lord is our shepherd. Man, this is powerful. And many of you know Psalm 23 where David was prophesying. Uh, about Jesus. And he was saying, the Lord is my shepherd. He had this incredible revelation of the Lord as his shepherd. What does a shepherd do? He feeds and he guides. And Jesus even said, a good shepherd, he lays down his life for his sheep. What's the mark of a true shepherd? Not only is he going to feed his sheep, not only is he going to guide his sheep, not only is he going to be there with his sheep, but he's going to lay down his life. He's going to do whatever is necessary to save the one. You know, and, and it talks about, Jesus also talked about how he is the good shepherd. He leaves the 99 for the one. He's willing, a good shepherd is willing to leave the flock to go after the one. He's willing to lay down his life to even uh, be in the midst of danger in order to save the one sheep that has gone astray, right? Well, that's exactly what Jesus did. We can see it in the work of Calvary, right? That Jesus laid down his life to save us, to bring us into the sheepfold, to bring us into his flock. 
He laid down his life to save us. There was, there was no end that God would not go to to save you, to bring you back, to restore you back into the flock of God, to bring you into his family. He has laid down his life to save us. He is Jehovah Ra. He is the Lord, our shepherd. He is feeding us. He is guiding us and he's bringing us back to, into fellowship with God. He's bringing you back into the fold. Even when you wander off, maybe you're watching this and you, you've gone away from God. Maybe you've had a season of your life where you've backslidden and you've gotten away from God. Let me tell you, he is Jehovah Ra. He is the Lord that comes after us to save us and to bring us back. Jehovah Ra, that's the third one. So the fourth one, Jehovah Sidkenu. This is one of my personal favorites, and I have a bunch of podcasts where I talk about this. Jehovah Sidkenu means the Lord, our righteousness. Who? What does that word righteousness mean? Because people can hear that and they don't really know what it means. Righteousness means your right standing, your ability to stand before God without the sense of guilt or shame. That's what the word righteousness means. And God revealed himself. This is actually in Jeremiah 23, where Jeremiah is actually talking about the wickedness of man. But in the midst of that, he gives us this revelation, which is really prophetic of what Jesus was going to do. And he, he talks about how the Lord is going to be our righteousness because man could never measure up. How many of you know, we have all sinned. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. There is nobody that is good enough to earn a right standing with God. There's no one that's good enough to just come before God and have a relationship with him, right? We've all sinned. And that's why when he says this, the, the Lord, our righteousness, you should understand your works can never measure up to be your righteousness. So the Lord himself said, I myself will become their righteousness because they could never, their works will never measure up. They're never going to be good enough. They're never going to be perfect enough to be righteous. So the Lord himself, Jesus himself has become our righteousness. This is what Jesus did for us on the cross. The Bible says that him who knew no sin became sin so that we might become the righteousness of God. Uh, in 1 Corinthians ver, uh, chapter 1, it says that Christ has been made unto us righteousness. When Jesus was resurrected, he became sin when he was died on the cross. But when God resurrected him, God made him to become unto us our righteousness, so that when you receive Christ into your heart, you receive the Lord, you receive Jehovah Sidkenu, you receive righteousness. You receive a perfect right standing that now you can come before God with boldness without a sense of guilt or shame. You can stand before him. Why? Because living on the inside of you is Jesus Christ. Jehovah Sidkenu, the Lord himself is my righteousness. The Lord himself is my qualification to come back to God. The Lord himself is my right standing, that I can stand in the presence of God, that I can have a relationship with God, that I don't have to be living in fear, under fear and condemnation as to whether you have measured up. And some of you watching this, you've been living under condemnation. The devil's been accusing you. He's been reminding you of how you messed up. I want you today to receive Jehovah Sidkenu, the Lord as your righteousness. And you can stand before God with all boldness and confidence 
because of what Jesus has done. He is our righteousness. So that's the fourth one, Jehovah Sidkenu. Here's the fifth one, Jehovah Rapha. One, another one of my personal favorites. And I did a whole... Uh, I did a whole series on healing and I'm going to link that in the description below where I go more in detail about this. Uh, but I want to touch on it here. God revealed himself to the Israelites as Jehovah Rapha. He said, I will put none of the diseases on you, which have come upon the Egyptians. And he revealed himself. He said, I am Jehovah Rapha. I am the Lord. I am the Lord. It really, the literal translation is I am the Lord healing. God is healing. It's not something that God does when he's in a good mood. God himself, he is healing. His very nature is healing. So that's why many people, they're wondering, you know, is it God's will to heal me? You know, they're unsure. You know, God heals this person, but he doesn't heal everybody. We never know, you know, whatever. No, it is always the will of God to heal because it's not something that God does. It's literally who he is. God is healing. He is Jehovah Rapha, the Lord, our healing. When you receive Christ into your life, you receive healing into your life. And this is what, and we let's tie it back to the redemptive work of Jesus. Isaiah 53, uh, where Jesus, he took stripes on his back for our healing. Let's clarify this. Jesus did not take stripes on his back for our spiritual healing, to heal our spirits. Because many people, they write off physical healing and they say, you know, that's talking about spiritual healing. Let me tell you right now, folks, your spirit did not need healing. Your spirit was dead. Your spirit needed to be recreated. And that's what Jesus purchased when he died on the cross. Our spirits needed to be born again. You didn't need healing. You needed a whole overhaul in your spirit. Your spirit needed to be recreated. That's what it says, that we are a new creature. Our spirits have been recreated. Your body and your mind need healing. Jesus took stripes on his back for our healing. He didn't, and understand, if that was for our salvation of our spirit, he could have stopped right there. He wouldn't have had to go to the cross. No, he took those stripes on purpose. Those stripes were to fulfill what this revelation that he gave the Israelites, that he was going to be Jehovah Rapha, the Lord, our healer. And that's how he fulfilled it by sending his son to take on his back uh, the, 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 the stripes on his back. They were for our healing. He was crushed. His body was crushed so that our body could be made whole. I encourage you today to receive Jehovah Rapha, the Lord, your healer. If you are dealing with symptoms in your body, I'm here to tell you, not only is it the will of God to heal, that's who he is. That's literally who he is. He doesn't know how to do anything else but to heal you. Receive him today. The same way you received him as the savior of your soul, receive him as the healer of your body. He is Jehovah Rapha, the Lord, our healer. So that was number five. This is number six. Jehovah Jireh. Many people know this one. He is the Lord, our provider. And so many people tend to think of this with a connotation towards providing material things, which of course is totally included in this, that he is Jehovah Jireh. He's going to provide for you when it feels like you're, you're in lack, when you don't have enough to make ends meet. Jehovah Jireh, he will come and he will provide for you. But I want you to understand when God gave this revelation was actually when Abraham was about to sacrifice his son Isaac on the altar, um, which we know is all a type of sacrificing Jesus, right? 
it says that right before he was going to sacrifice his son Isaac, that an angel stopped him and there was a ram caught in the thicket and, and God provided a sacrifice in Isaac's place. And then Abraham named that place Jehovah Jireh. The Lord will provide. So what is the context here? It is that the Lord has provided the sacrifice. The Lord has provided the offering. Who man, when we deserved death for our sins, Isaac deserved death. We all deserve death for our sins, but God, Jehovah Jireh comes in and he comes and he comes to provide the offering for our sin. He came to provide the sacrifice necessary for us to be let off the hook, for us to be forgiven, for us to be redeemed, for us to be saved. God, he is Jehovah Jireh, the Lord that has provided the once and for all sacrifice that has forever cleansed us from our sin so that we can have eternal life with him. And let me tell you, friends, it talks about in Romans that if God did not spare his only son, if God provided Jesus, how much more will he freely provide for you all these other things, including material provision? including the blessing of God upon your finances. Yes, he will provide for you. But when you think of Jehovah Jireh, I want you to think first and foremost that God has provided the ultimate sacrifice for us. He has provided Jesus to break every curse from off of our life. And if he provided his son, Jesus, how much more will he freely give us all these other good things to enjoy here on this earth? Let me tell you, he will, he wants to richly give us all things to enjoy. He is Jehovah Jireh, the Lord that will provide. Hallelujah. All right. And this is the last one. I promise you, I saved the best one for last. And, and I, I, I love this one. This is the seventh redemptive name of God. It is Jehovah Nisi, the Lord, our banner of victory. Whoo, man. Let me tell you right now, this is powerful. If you are watching this and you are facing any kind of difficulty in your life, any kind of situation that you're believing for a breakthrough, I want you to take this as a word for you that I want you to receive Jehovah Nisi, the Lord, your banner of victory. And so what is this talking about? Because many people can hear the Lord is our banner. Okay, what does that really mean? What it's talking about is a banner that they would fly or put up in a war that symbolizes that they had won the victory. When a banner goes up, it symbolizes, hey, look, this thing is over. These people have the victory, right? That, that's what it's talking about. And so many, in, uh, you know, many people can rely on different things for their victory. Many people rely on the money in their bank account as their victory in a certain situation, or you may rely on your education for your success and for your victory. Uh, you may be relying on just natural wisdom. You may be relying on doctors. You may be relying on, uh, you know, your family or whatever, but I want to encourage you today to turn your eyes and put your hope completely in Jehovah Nisi, the Lord as your guarantee of victory. When you, the Bible says, curse is the man who leans on the arm of the flesh, but most blessed is he whose confident trust and hope is in the Lord. But you should, you should bank all your hope of of victory, all of your hope of breaking through, all of your hope for overcoming should be based uh, and put in Jehovah Nisi, the Lord who is our banner of victory. When the Lord is with you, which we talked about, Jehovah Shama, the Lord is there. He is there for us. He is with us. When the Lord is with you, you you basically have a banner that is declaring that you are victorious. 
We fight from a place of victory. Christ has already conquered everything that would ever try to come against your life. Anything that would try to attack you, Jesus has already purchased our victory. And this is what it says in 1 Corinthians 15, 57. Thanks be unto God who always gives us the victory. And why is that? Because it talks about in Colossians chapter two, that Jesus defeated every principality and power and made a public show of them openly, triumphing over them in, in the work of the cross. In what Jesus did on the cross, he triumphed over Satan. He triumphed over every work of the devil. He triumphed over sin. He triumphed over sickness. He triumphed over over depression, over anxiety, over fear, over everything that would try to come against your life. Jesus has already won the victory. So when you receive Jesus into your life, you receive a banner of victory over your life, that you are victorious. The Bible says that whoever is born of God is victorious. And this is the victory, even our faith. And let me tell you right now, when Jesus Christ lives on the inside of you, you can't help but overcome. You can't help but live in victory because it's who you are. It's literally becomes part of your DNA. When you are born again, you receive Jehovah Nisi, the Lord who guarantees your victory in every situation. If you are watching this and you're facing a sickness in your body, I want to tell you that you have the victory. If you're facing anxiety and stress about a certain situation, the Lord is your victory. You have the victory. If you're facing lack or difficulty, uh, I want to tell you, the Lord is your victory. Turn to him today. Call upon his name. Call upon Jehovah Nisi and he will be the Lord, your victory. And our lives should reflect all seven of these things. I just shared with you the seven redemptive names of God. Our lives should reflect all seven aspects of the redemptive work of Christ. When people look at our lives, they should see this multifaceted work of redemption on display. And I, and so I want to encourage you to get to know each, you know, I want you to have a personal revelation of each of these names for yourself. You know, maybe you've had a revelation of God as Jehovah Shalom, but you've never had a revelation of him as Jehovah Rapha, the Lord, your healer. Begin to press in, begin to study the word concerning each of these aspects of God so that you can get a full picture, a full revelation of really of who God is and who God is in your life so that you can begin to walk in victory in every single one of these areas, right? Because some people are, they, they know God one way, but they don't know him in some of these others. And I want, you, I want you to get them all. Like we said, all seven, seven is a type of completion or perfection. I want every single one of us, we should all want to be walking in the completeness, in the perfection, in the wholeness of what Christ did in redemption. We should be seeing it in every aspect of our life, the work of redemption. And so I want to encourage you, if you want to learn more about these, these uh, aspects of God, I'm going to link a bunch of videos that I have going more in detail about each one of these in the description below. And I believe that it's going to bless you greatly because like we talked about last week, the more that you know God, the more that grace and peace begins to be multiplied in your life so that you can walk out all that Christ has purchased for you in Jesus' mighty name.